fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that I created to spotlight the people from our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agriculture. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. That theme song that you just heard was arranged and performed by Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, and she recorded that when she was just nine years old. We are so proud of her, and I love to let everybody know that her granddaddy used to fix Alan Benton's television. This morning, we are setting the table with Appalachian cooking and culture. I'll visit today with Chef Shelly Cooper of the Dancing Bear Appalachian Bistro in Townsend, Tennessee, and we're going to hear about an upcoming three-day weekend event that she is orchestrating along with 14 visiting chefs called Vittles and Fiddles. This is to benefit New Hope Children's Advocacy Center in Maryville, Tennessee, and we'll hear from Sherry Gardner Hal and Shane Hare about the mission and work of New Hope Children's Advocacy Center. And it is berry season here in Tennessee. Mary Dee Dee Constantine, the happily retired former food editor of the Knoxville News Sentinel, is going to set us straight on what is a cobbler, brown betty, buckle, crisp, grunt, and slump. And a sad note, this past week, our community lost a fellow chef and friend here in East Tennessee, Chef Joe Cunningham, who was most recently chef at the Brasserie on North Shore. And I'll let you know about a GoFundMe site that his family's put together to help cover his medical bills and to support his children. Thank you so much for your good company here today at our Big Tennessee table. I'm just so happy to have your good company. Now let's get started. Let's go up to one of the gateways to the Smoky Mountains, towns in Tennessee, in East Tennessee, known as the peaceful side of the Smokies, and visit with Chef Shelley Cooper. She'll describe the overall concept of this three-day weekend they've got upcoming. This is a three-day event and here's a rundown of how things are going to happen. It begins August 3rd with an evening lamb roast and square dance with award-winning caller Leo Collins. And Leo owns and operates that Christmas tree farm up in High School, Tennessee. That square dance will be backed up with some good old Appalachian string band music. On Saturday evening, there will be a gathering of people who are engaged in the preservation of Appalachian food and farming culture, including 
Heirloom Seed Savers John and Ashley Koykendall, Rachel and John Davis with the lye soap that they make from their own hog fat from the hogs they raise, Larry Claybo will be on hand with honey and sorghum demonstrations, and I myself will be there with my paintings of heirloom vegetables and pawpaw fruits and persimmons on Tennessee Slate. And that's just to name a few of the folks that will be on hand in their farmer's market tent. And then it's going to be followed by the annual Bacon at the Bear event with 14 chef stations offering up Appalachian food goodness, all to benefit New Hope Children's Advocacy Center. And on Sunday morning is the Jonas Ridge Brunch. All of this to support the good work of New Hope Children's Advocacy Center in Maryville, Tennessee. Now this weekend isn't just Appalachian food only, it also includes representatives of agriculture, dancing, music, farming, and art of our region. So let's hear Shelley describe the feel of this event. My concept when I was a child and my family in Jonas Ridge, North Carolina, we would go to church on Sunday and then come back to the house, change clothes, and put on our our river clothes, get our tubes, and we would have picnic tables of 10 different desserts, 10 different kinds of, you know, green beans, potato salad, coleslaw, tomato salad, watermelon salad, and there would be, you know, fried chicken, meatloaf, just all this food, and that's what I was seeing on the lawn. I could just feel that, that part of my life, and that fun and that freedom. We're spending a weekend paying homage to our heritage, our culture, our ancestry, and I'm the, 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 the orchestrator of this and the ringleader. We're going to do it this way. And I wanted to really dig deep into my childhood memories, my food memories that have affected and shaped not just me personally, professionally, in every aspect of my life. And for me to have the opportunity to do it and for the recipients of it to be new hope. And I, I, I feel so strongly about that. Mm-hmm. I feel so, I'm so grateful to have such passion for our charity. Mm -hmm. So that adds another layer of emotion and another layer of gratitude that, um, you know, I feel connected with. And I I feel very proud that we're able to contribute. And that, you know, Mark and Sharon, Christy, the whole crew here is so supportive and behind me that they've, they've afforded me an opportunity to experience recreating my childhood well it's it's not just the food aspect of it it's the history the culture and all all of its wealths Mm -hmm. all of its riches Mm -hmm. not just how awesome our food is Mm -hmm. um, but the music the history the culture I'm so excited about Friday night when we get to have the square dancing lesson and the the uh, historian Shelly has invited a host of chefs from our Appalachian food shed and let's hear a little bit more about that. Tell me some of the chefs. So we have Ian Bowden from The Shack in Virginia. We have Eric Hoover, who has a barbecue and creamery in Ohio. We have Travis Milton in West Virginia, Mike and Amy Costello um, yeah. from Lost Creek Farms, who you know them. Mm-hmm. We have um, 
Ashley Caps from Buxton Hall Barbecue that was nominated James Beard Pastry Chef of the Year for the Southeast. Yes. We have Ryan and Catherine Klein from Zombra in Asheville. For these chefs to accept the invitation to come and do this, knowing they're taking away from their guest, mm -hmm. their pocketbooks, and they're donating their time and talent, that's priceless to me. Mm -hmm. It is so it, it is so genuine and authentic, you know, that they are committing to to, to what we're doing. Yes. It just goes to show that, that their dedication mm -hmm. and their honesty to their craft. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm you know, to our Appalachian history. It just does. I mean, it's it's for them to come here for a weekend and take that much time away from their customers, their restaurants, it's, it's very inspiring. And it it's very humbling for me. And on Sunday, there's a big old-timey brunch. And here is Shelley describing what she intends to convey to her guests with her food that Sunday morning. The brunch event... This was growing up with my family in North Carolina. Breakfast was a big deal. And I can remember waking up and this smell is so comforting. It's emotional for me. Being in those feather beds with those quilts that my grandmothers and aunts made and those down pillows and feathers and, you know, and in a room we, you know, there were like six beds in a room. So it was just the funnest thing to, to go to the farmhouse. And waking up to the smell of a coal-burning stove, cast iron and red-eye gravy and coffee, strong coffee, and biscuits coming out of the oven in cast iron and applesauce, those smells melt my heart. It, it, it does. And knowing that, you know, my little hands and had been involved in picking those apples, you know, and kneading the butter to make the biscuits, um, you know, whisking, whisking the cast iron, making the red eye gravy, um, the saltiness of the country ham that we would eat for breakfast and just all those, those beautiful, amazing smells. And so when we said, what are we going to do for the third day? Do we want to add a third day? Are you going to be wiped out by then? I said, I can't send my people home without a good Jonas Ridge breakfast. I can't, that is just unhospitable. I won't forgive myself. You don't put people on the road without feeding them. That's and right. then you take the country ham and the biscuits and you wrap them up and you eat them on the road. <laughs> I you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, I do. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and you've been listening to my guest, Chef Shelley Cooper, head of culinary operations at Dancing Bear Lodge and Appalachian Bistro in Townsend, Tennessee. And she's been describing the upcoming three-day celebration of Appalachian heritage, Vittles and Fiddles, benefiting New Hope Children's Advocacy Center in Maryville, Tennessee. After a word from our sponsor, Century Harvest Farm Foundation, we'll hear from Sherry Gardner, Hal, and Shane Hare about the mission and work of New Hope Children's Advocacy Center. After this, We'll hear from Mary Dee Dee Constantine on what is a cobbler, brown betty, buckle, crisp, grunt, and slump. And she's also going to share a recipe. 
Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.org So let's hear a little bit from Sherry Gardner, Hal, and Shane Hare about the good work of the New Hope Children's Advocacy Center. After this, we'll hear from Mary Dee Dee Constantine on what is a cobbler, brown betty, buckle, crisp, grunt, and slump, and she's also going to share a recipe. Can you tell us more what New Hope does? I will do my best. I tell you, I'm new on the board, but I've, I've been following New Hope for many years and, and, you know, doing stories about it, different venues and things like that. And, you know, we, we very seriously say it is an organization we wish did not exist because New Hope uh, serves the the most vulnerable of our citizens, our children who have been abused either sexually or, or physically or in some way traumatized. And the whole concept behind the CAC, the, the Children's Advocacy Center, and that's a national program that New Hope is a part of this, this philosophy, for lack of a better word, is that a child, when, they, when, when something horrible happens, and the police are called or someone you know, has, has to intervene. Before New Hope, the child was taken to the hospital, examined, taken to the police station, taken you know, every step of the way, taken to a therapist. Wait, often they'd have to find a place for them to go the next morning, do that. New Hope's concept is one stop, one story, one time in one place. And the child comes in, they are, it, it's a beautiful surrounding with murals on the wall and toys and, and stuffed animals and there are people there who are not threatening to them, but they're trained. We have, a, we have physicians, we have trained therapists, uh, you know, the police, we work in such concert with the, with the police and the Justice Department, but we're able to, when a child comes in, to to kind of wrap our arms around that child, but still get the job done so that that child will never have to be hurt again. And it's a very comfortable, you know, situation with, with where new, you know, with, with kind of the New Hope environment. And it's just a very needed thing. And we're very lucky in Blount County to have it. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, I think, Shane, you, the numbers last, I think <clears throat> to date this year, it was like already was it 250 kids. We're on pace to go over 400 children served this year. And that's a record, unfortunately. But mm. it tells us the importance of this uh, mission of this, this organization. So absolutely. Uh, it's all about trying to minimize the trauma the children go through uh, when these situations happen. They don't have to tell a story multiple times to multiple people. It's just like Sherry said, one story, one time, one place. And that's what New Hope's about. And really, when you see that and see them in action, 
it really makes you appreciate having that something like that organization in our community. So Absolutely. that's what this is about. It's a fundraiser uh, for New Hope Children's Advocacy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a win-win because we get to have fun and, and mm-hmm. really be entertained by these chefs. But really, it's a fundraiser for New Hope Children's Advocacy. So we're excited about it. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and you've been listening to my guest Sherry Gardner, Hal, and Shane Hare about the important service of New Hope Children's Advocacy Center and the benefiting organization, the three-day celebration of Appalachian heritage called Fiddles and Fiddles, taking place at Dancing Bear Lodge in Appalachian Bistro in Townsend, Tennessee, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Food and chefs helping to do something good in the community. More information, dancingbearlodge.com. And as always, I put links to this and all of my guests and mentioned events on my website, tennesseefarmtable.com, under that link that says listen to the show. And now let's hear from Mary Constantine about what is a cobbler, brown betty, buckle, crisp, grunt, and slump. And also she's going to share a recipe. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? And now it's in the kitchen with Mary Constantine. While we're in the height of berry harvest, I've been thinking of different ways to serve the season favorites. Of course, cobbler's the first thing to come to mind. But in the same vein are buckles, crisps, brown betty, slumps, and grunts. But have you ever thought, what are the difference? Well, I tried to look this up. According to the joy of cooking, A slump is a steamed fruit topped with dumplings, and instead of being baked, it's prepared on the stovetop. Apparently, grunt is just another term for a slump, but it depends on where you live. It's a dish that dates back to colonial days, with the Rhode Island area embracing the term slump, while those Massachusetts folks prefer grunt. Research shows that it was called a grunt because of the sound the dish makes when cooking. And it's called a slump because when it's served, it slumps across the plate. Now, the Huffington Post says that brown betties, buckles, cobblers, and crisps are obviously different, but they, some of them are just minor differences. A brown betty is a baked dish of fruit with the same type of buttery crumb topping as a crisp, except that some people like to use oats in their crisp. A buckle is a cake-like batter that's underneath the fruit, and it cooks. The dessert rises around the fruit, buckling inward, hence the name buckle. And of course, a cobbler is traditionally topped with drop biscuits. It got its name because the biscuits resemble a cobblestone street. But the Huffington Post says you better call foul on anyone that tells you that a fruit dish topped with pie crust is a cobbler. It's a pie. Now that that's out of the way, 
I think I'm gonna give this grunt slump recipe a try. To make the dumplings, all you need is a cup of all-purpose flour, one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, a half of a teaspoon of salt, two tablespoons of sugar, two tablespoons of butter, and one third cup of whole milk. Whisk the flour, baking powder, salt, and sugar together in a medium-sized bowl. Then cut the butter into small cubes and add to the flour. Using your hands or a pastry cutter, you need to mix the flour and the butter together until it resembles coarse meal. Now add the milk, stir it just until it's moist, form the mixture into a ball, and put it over to the side. Now you got to get your berries. We're going to use blackberries. So you get four cups of fresh blackberries, or if you've got some in the freezer, just to frost them and drain them. Those are fine. Place the berries in a two-quart saucepan and add one-half to three-fourths cup of sugar. You, that depends on how sweet you want your dessert and how sweet the berries already are. Then you add a fourth of a teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of lemon juice, a teaspoon of lemon zest, and a third cup water. Heat the mixture over medium-high heat until it starts to boil. Once that happens, you want to stir it a few times and make sure that the berries are all well coated with sauce. Now, take your dumpling dough and tear it off into spoonful-sized chunks of dough and drop onto the fruit. You'll get about six dumplings out of that. Reduce the heat, cover the pot, and let it simmer for about 25 minutes. And whatever you do, don't peek inside the pot or you're going to let the steam out. Once it's done, take the top off. You can serve it hot. You can serve it cold. Uh, you can use ice cream. You can use whipped topping. Or you can just savor the flavor of the berries. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. On a sad note, sadly this past week our community lost a fellow chef friend here in East Tennessee. Chef Joe Cunningham most recently was the chef at the Brasserie in West Knoxville, and he's been a very important part of the culinary community in Knoxville. And uh, he was in a serious car wreck on the 7th of July, and he passed away from his injuries. He leaves behind wife, Laura, 19-year-old son, Noah, and 10-year-old daughter, Willa. And his family has set up a GoFundMe site for his medical bills and the loss of his income. I've put that link on my website, that's TennesseeFarmTable.com, under the link that says listen to the show, if you feel so inclined to help this family. And next up is Hank Williams, Sr., with I Saw the Light. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative 
Incorporated production. And you are listening to East Tennessee Zone 899 WDVX, and it is time for Sweetgrass. <laughs> 